0: The Great Gildersleeve, starring Harold Perry, brought to you by the Kraft Foods Company, makers of a complete line of famous quality food products.
1: in your town last week, but here in Summerfield, the clouds broke and the sun came out and the lawns began to show a little green. The birds sang real, real loud. (laughs) Or maybe it was just that windows were open for the first time in months. Old folks dragged chairs out into the sun and stretched their joints, and the kids began fooling around. (laughs) People in general found themselves acting a little goofy, and suddenly everyone discovered it was spring. Anki now you simply got Come out. Let go. Oh, come on, Unky. There's the most glorious sunset. Come out and look at it.
2: I told you, Marjorie, I'll be out in my own good time.
1: But you've been saying that all day, and it's getting dark. Come on.
2: I haven't got my shoes on. Let me go upstairs. Oh, you don't need
1: any shoes. Come out the way you are.
2: And catch my death of cold?
1: It isn't cold out. It's warm. It's wonderful. You love it. Uh,
2: uh, uh. All right. People want to enjoy things. Why can't they just enjoy them? Why do they have to drag you out? Kind of warm. Yeah. It's warm as anything. Uh, smells good, too. By George, a regular spring day. Why didn't somebody tell me?
1: Tell you?
2: <laughs> Why, it's wonderful. And look, my dear. Just look at that sunset. Look.
1: I was the one who told you about
2: it. Where's Leroy? Has Leroy seen it?
1: Oh, heaven knows where Leroy is. He went off after breakfast. Where's
2: Bertie? Bertie, come out and see the sunset.
1: I see it, Mr. Gillsleeve. I can see it out the window. It's mighty pretty all right. It reminds me of a poem by Rupert
3: Brooke. It
4: reminds me of a dress I saw on a lady downtown.
3: <laughs>
4: well, I'd better get back to my oven. Ah, oh, God, to
1: see the branches stir across the moon at Granchester. Was that? It's a poem. Who? By Rupert Brooke. I've been reading his collected works.
2: Well, <clears throat> quite an undertaking.
1: Stands the church clock at ten to three And is there honey still for tea? Is there what? That's from the same poem Oh He died so young, too
2: Yeah Who did?
1: Brooke Brooke who? Rupert Brooke
2: R- Oh, yeah.
1: Have you never read him?
2: Uh, not lately
1: <laughs> Oh, you'd love him if you like sunsets and things like that.
2: I'll make a note.
1: Anki, do you ever feel that things are so beautiful you just can't stand it? So beautiful it actually hurts?
2: I know what you mean.
1: Do you? That's the way Rupert Brooke felt. I feel that way too. This day, for instance, so lovely. Lovely. Say, is there beauty yet to find? Uncertainty. And quiet kind.
2: You know... This gives me an idea. What? I think I'll get my shoes on. Yes, sir? Got an idea. Got an idea. Hello. Miss Fenwick? Guess who this is. Well, now, wait. Don't hang up. You don't have to guess if you don't want to. I'll tell you. It's Throckmorton Gildersleeve. Gildersleeve. G-I-L-D... That's right. Say, uh... I don't know if they told you or not, but guess what day this is. All right, you don't have to guess. It's the first day of spring. What of it? Well, I don't know. Gosh, I just thought if you weren't doing anything this evening, maybe you'd... Oh, you are, huh? I see. That's too bad. Well, yeah, maybe some other day. Goodbye. Some other day. Like the first day of winter. Now what, Eve? Not after she turned me down twice for that gym teacher. I'll die before I'll call her up. By George!
4: Miss Gilpin, dinner.
2: Dinner? Who wants dinner? All right, Bertie, I'm coming.
3: Hey, boys, Leroy. I washed them. I'll clean my nails too. What's for dinner, Bertie? Leroy,
2: come back here. Leroy, I think you might at least say good evening to your uncle.
3: Hi, what do you want?
2: Hi is not good evening.
3: You want me to say it?
2: Yes. Good evening. Good evening. Dinner is served.
1: Yeah,
2: I know. Wait for your elders. Sorry. What are you doing that for?
1: I'm pulling out your chair for you.
2: You needn't overdo it. Perfectly capable of pulling out my own chair. Marjorie? Yes? Good evening. Good evening. Put away the book, young lady. We do not read at the table.
1: Well, it's Rupert Brooke. I wish. I gonna... don't
2: care if it's Edgar A. Guest. It's not polite to read at the table. Now put it away and join in the conversation.
1: Go ahead and start some. <laughs> uh, <clears throat>
2: well, don't read at the table.
3: What's the matter
1: with him all of a sudden? Search me.
2: I heard that. Okay. Now, fold your hands and sit quietly. Where's the dinner? Never mind. You get what you get when you get it. Not polite to make remarks about the food.
3: I didn't make any remarks. I just said, Where is it?
2: Don't argue, Leroy. I know what you said.
1: Gosh, tells you to join in the conversation and then hitch over the head. I heard that, too.
3: <laughs>
2: well, Bertie.
0: Sorry to
2: keep you waiting, sir. What's this?
0: Cold cuts and potato salad.
2: Rushing the season a little, isn't it?
0: Well, sir, I... You'll be
2: having cold cuts clear into October now.
0: Well, I had a lot of laundry to do, and there wasn't much time to get a regular dinner. So I said to myself, it's so warm today, maybe if I just make some hot biscuits to take the curse off the cold cuts. (laughs) By
2: thunder, just because it turns a little warm...
0: Well, Mr.
4: Gilbert, I fail to
2: see why everybody has to start acting like a ninny at the first sign of spring. Well, I just... It's taking advantage. That's what it is, Bertie. There's been a general letting down around here, and it's got to stop. Leroy, did you take out the ashes this morning the way I told you? Yep. You did? Uh, well.
1: (laughs) I put
5: the cans back where they belong, too.
2: Hmm. Did you clean up that mess in your room? What's the idea of going off all day playing baseball when I distinctly told you...
5: I did, Unc. I cleaned that up yesterday.
1: You can go upstairs and see for yourself
2: Oh Hmm Have you done your practicing?
1: Well, most of it Uh-huh,
2: most of it Well, young man, you get to that piano right after dinner And you stick at it till you finished it Okay And, uh, um And don't ask me again for a catcher's mask I
3: didn't Well, don't <laughs>
2: There'll be no catcher's mask for boys who don't practice their piano Think I was made of money I've bought you dozens of catchers' masks. Where are they?
3: So help me! Got...
2: Now, who the devil is that, Leroy? If that's one of your little friends, you tell him to go away.
3: Okay. Come I'll... back here. Yeah. Where do
2: you think you're going? It said
3: to tell him to go away. Sit still.
2: Don't get up from the table during dinner. I've told you that.
3: But the doorbell rang. What do you think
2: we have, Bertie? For Bertie? <laughs> yes, sir. The doorbell. Yes, sir,
3: I was just. Do not
2: trouble yourself, Bertie. I will go. Suit
1: yourself.
2: Have to uh... do everything. Wrong.
3: What the hell's the matter with your uncle?
1: He's been cooped up in the house all day. It's the bad air. What's he standing there for? Why doesn't he open it? Took too big a bite. He's trying to swallow it first.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, it's you, Judge. Kind of impatient, aren't you? I do hope I haven't come just at your dinner time. Huh. Oh, I have. Yes, Now, don't let me interrupt you people. You go right ahead. I'll just pull up a chair here and wait. Yes, yes. I had an early supper myself, so nothing for me, thank you. Yes, yes. What's on your mind, Judge? Hurry up and finish your dinner, Gildy. You and I are going to take a little constitutional. A what? Well, I thought it'd be nice if we took a little walk. Walk? Walk where? Well, nowhere in particular. I thought we might step out into the country a little. What for? It's such a lovely evening. Did you see the sunset? No. Marjorie,
2: surely you saw
1: it I saw it, and I thought it was wonderful, Judge So it Uncle
3: Mort
2: Corniest thing I ever saw All this fuss about spring Old goat They ought to have you in the ads for Bach beer
3: <laughs>
2: It's quite evident, Marjorie
4: That your uncle arose from the wrong side of the bed this morning Gildy, you won't come for a
2: walk then? I can't Leroy has to practice his piano And I intend to supervise him
4: Evening, Dad. Evening, Bertie. Can I set you a plate? Oh, no, no, no. I've already eaten, Bertie. Thank you.
3: Another biscuit, Miss Gilsey? Well,
4: as long as you're here. Marjorie, may I ask what that is you have on your plate there? Is that cold tongue, by any chance?
1: Uh huh. Would you
2: like some?
4: No, no, no. I had my supper. I just happen to be particularly partial to cold tongue, that's all.
2: Get him a plate, Bertie. No, 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 no. He's been sitting here trying to lap it up with his eyes.
4: (laughs)
3: Now, really,
4: I'm not hungry, Bertie. I've already had my... Well, if you insist. (laughs) One piece, then. A little potato salad to wash it down? Well, a smidgen, possibly. I'm really not hungry. How about a biscuit? They're nice and hot. Oh, they look awfully tempting.
2: Oh, give him the works, Bertie, and bring him a bib. (laughs) Where are you going?
1: Oh nowhere. I just thought maybe you and the judge wanted to talk for a while.
2: I want to hear you practice the piano, young man.
1: Gosh, Aunt, my supper isn't hardly digested.
2: The digestive process will proceed without your attention, my boy. Get to the piano.
5: Okay, you ask for it.
2: Go ahead. <laughs> nice. Pretty melody, nicely played. Wait a minute. I've heard that darn piece a thousand times, Leroy. So have I. Weren't you playing that piece two years ago, my boy?
3: Yep.
1: That was in a different key. Ye (laughs) gods. I used to play it in the key of C. This is in D. I got two sharps to remember.
2: Aye, George, I can't understand it. Your teacher must... Have you got something else you're working on?
1: Well, nothing but my new piece.
2: Your new piece? What's that?
1: Some symphony. Well,
2: get it out. Let's hear it.
1: About a week.
2: Come on, let's hear it. And I'll watch you. Help you keep your mind on it. Where's the music?
1: had it right here yesterday. Maybe Bertie put it somewhere.
2: Bertie wouldn't be putting your music anywhere but here. Now find it.
1: Here it is on the bench.
2: Huh? Hey. Symphonic themes for little folk. Hmm. Which one are you working on?
4: Here it is, number three.
2: Symphony number five by Tchaikovsky.
4: Isn't that marvelous, Gildy? Little Leroy playing Tchaikovsky.
2: And it looks easy enough.
4: Play it.
1: It's tough. Play it. Well, remember, it's not supposed to be perfect yet.
4: We don't expect perfection, Leroy. Just do your best.
1: Oh, brother.
4: You're
2: not helping, my dear. Go ahead, Leroy. Okay. Uh, Tchaikovsky fifth? That doesn't sound familiar.
4: Give him a chance, Gildy. The familiar part probably comes later.
2: Huh? How does that go again? <laughs> Bye, George. You're probably leaving
1: out a sharp or flat. Who asked you? No,
2: no. Let's see here. I believe your sister is right, Leroy. Isn't that the second note there, a C? I
1: guess so.
2: Well, it's supposed to be a C sharp. Look at it.
1: Well, what do you know? Just like that other piece. Yeah. D is tough,
2: Unc. Play it again, Leroy, with the sharp. Well, <laughs> oh, of course, that's the Fifth Symphony. One of my favorites. Uh, go ahead, Leroy. No, no, start over, and this time keep going.
1: Okay. Perfect.
2: Five simple notes, and you can't even come close. Here. Now start at the beginning. C sharp, Leroy. C sharp. Don't hit me up. I'm not going to touch you, but by George, you. Uh, uh. <laughs> Try it again. You don't have to play it fast. Play it right.
3: I'm trying to.
2: You've lost the rhythm now, Leroy. Da, 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 da.
3: easy enough for
1: you. You know the tune.
2: Well, whether I know it or not, all you have to do is count. One, two, three, one, two. Doesn't Miss Roots teach you how to count? Sure. We'll count.
3: I don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> one and
2: two and three and. C sharp, C sharp. Ye gobs, C sharp, C sharp. Ye gobs, the black one. You got
3: me all mixed up. How can I play when you're standing there hollering at me?
2: By George. Three years I've been spending good money on your music lessons. Three years. Two dollars a week every week. That's over a hundred dollars a year. Three hundred dollars down the drain.
3: I'm sorry, young.
2: Stop sniffling. Well, this is the end, that's all. I'll tell Miss Roots when she comes tomorrow. No more.
4: Now, Gildy, I think you're being a little hasty.
2: You just heard him. It's obvious the boy has no musical talent whatsoever. I can't understand it. With his background, we're a musical family, Judge. But with three years of teaching, if he can't do any better than that... Well, I don't like to say this, Leroy, but you can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear.
3: (laughs) No more music lessons?
2: Precisely. But don't let me catch you feeling good about it.
3: You
0: know, there's an old saying that absence makes the heart grow fonder. And we folks here at Kraft are beginning to believe it. For here a few weeks ago, we announced the good news that Kraft American is back after being practically off the market for about five years. We also told you that this favorite pasteurized processed cheese was plentiful. Well, here's the story. Kraft American is back, and we're making it in tremendous quantities. But it seems that cheese lovers are snapping it up as fast as grocers can stock it. Never before have so many people wanted so much Kraft American. It must be that you folks have fond memories of Kraft American's delicious medium-mellow cheddar cheese flavor and of its wonderful cooking qualities. You never forgot those glorious main dishes it makes and those swell snacks and sandwiches. So if you've had a hankering for Kraft American and haven't been able to find it at your food store, it's because a lot of other cheese lovers have gotten there ahead of you. But we're doing our very best to supply food dealers. Yours should have another supply in a day or two. So keep on the lookout for genuine Kraft American. Now let's get back to the great Gildersleeve. Leaving his office a little early, he hurries homeward, but stops on his way to rush into Peavy's pharmacy. hello, Mr. Gildersleeve.
5: What can I do for you this fine spring day? Peavy, quick,
2: let me have a nickel, with you?
5: Got to make a phone call. Nickel? I got a special on nickels today, five for a quarter. I've got no time for
2: your little joke. <laughs> I've got to make this call in a hurry, Peavy.
5: Well, here you are, Mr. Gildersleeve.
2: Yeah, thanks.
5: <laughs>
2: Darn booth. Uh, may
5: I make a suggestion, Mr. Gildersleeve? If you slip off your top coat, you could get in quite easily. There's
2: no time for that. She better still be there If I don't cancel her today I'll have to pay her for the whole of April Darn little chair Hello, Marjorie Listen, tell Miss Roots not to leave till I get there I went Not there, eh? Why isn't she? It's only five o'clock The substitute By George, that's the last straw Well, tell the substitute to wait. I'll fire her.
3: Yeah.
2: I'll be there in ten minutes. You think they could add an extra inch on these booths? Darn telephone company. I suppose it would cost them an extra five cents a booth, so they won't do it. Here, Peavy, here's a dime. Give me another nickel and we're square. Yes,
5: sir. Going to make another call? No, no. Oh, and then the first call was successful, I take it. Yes. A uh, call you didn't care to make from the office, evidently.
2: It was nothing of the
5: kind. This was strictly business. Mm-hmm. Mr. Gillis leave the amount of business that's transacted from that phone booth every year, particularly
2: in the spring. This has nothing to do with spring. <laughs> I was calling about Leroy's music teacher, if you must know. And I see you must. Oh, no, no. Come on, give me my nickel. Your, your nickel? Oh, yes. of course. sir. Must have put it in
5: my pocket. Mm. Here you are. Can I serve you in any other way, Mr. Gildersleeve? No, thanks. I've got a special on spring tonic.
2: Then I suggest you take some. (laughs) Well, still at it, eh? I suppose she thinks she's going to make an impression by giving full measure this time wonder if she suspects I'm going to tie the can to her. Well, I'm accepting no substitutes. Nobody plays Gildersleeve for a sucker. Uh, guess I'd better get rid of Leroy before I take it up with her. Uh, uh, uh. Oops. Leroy? Leroy. a few
3: moments. What for? Shh.
2: So I can have a talk with Miss, uh, what's her name anyway?
1: Piper. Miss Piper.
2: Well, you run upstairs. I'll handle old lady Piper. Uh, but I'm... Run along, Leroy. Okay. Yeah. Put my things away first. Think what I'm going to say to her. I hate firing people. Uh-huh. At least she can play the thing. I was never sure about Miss Roots. Well, here goes. Uh, 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 uh.
3: Huh? How do you do?
1: You're Mr. Gildersleeve?
2: You're uh, the piano teacher?
1: Oh, yes. But I have to explain about that. You see... Why, you're
2: young enough to be taking lessons yourself.
1: Oh, I'm not so young. I've been teaching for two years, but not in Summerfield.
2: Not in some field.
1: No. You see, I've just come here.
2: Just come here?
1: Miss Ritz was kind enough. Well, she felt she needed help, and she hasn't been very well anyway.
2: Hasn't been well, no.
1: So she's taking the more advanced pupils and turning over some of the less promising ones to me.
2: Less promising?
1: Oh, dear. I didn't mean to say less promising. I meant, well, less experienced.
2: Oh, that's all right. Leroy is less promising. (laughs) He's less promising than almost anybody I know.
3: Oh, I wouldn't... But he's
2: my nephew, and I'm stuck with him.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's
2: sit down and talk this over. (laughs) Leroy, my boy. Step into my study, will you please?
1: Is she gone?
2: Yes, yeah, she's gone. Step into my study. Me? Yep.
1: In your study? Yep. Gosh, I haven't done anything honest, though.
2: You have nothing to be nervous about, my boy. Sit down. You could sit in my chair if you like. Okay. <laughs> Try not to make it squeak. Just sit still, huh? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I've been uh, thinking about that catcher's mask, Leroy. I've decided you should have it.
1: Yeah? Gee, swell.
2: I might even throw in a first baseman's mitt, too.
1: Oh, gosh, that's super. They that can't keep me off the team now. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's fine. I want you to get plenty of exercise. Can
1: I call Piggy? The team is supposed to play a warm-up game tomorrow afternoon. Uh,
2: right? Let's not call Piggy just yet. <clears throat> uh, with regard to your music lessons, Leroy... Yeah. I uh, talked to Miss Ruth's assistant.
1: Yeah. Too bad I haven't got any talent, Hunk. if you haven't got it, what can you do?
5: Can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. (laughs) That's me, a sow's ear.
2: Uh, My boy, I'm afraid I underrated your talent last evening. Uh, You know, we're a musical family. You must have talent. I believe the trouble's been in the teaching.
1: Gosh, I don't think so. Miss Roots is a swell teacher. I believe
2: Miss Piper will turn out to be much better. Unk! Music can be a wonderful thing in a man's life, Leroy. To be able to sit down at the piano and let your fingers stray over the keys, make music come forth, it's a priceless gift. And you have talent, my boy. Miss Piper is convinced of it.
3: She only gave me one lesson. She's
2: convinced of it, and so am I. From now on, you'll have two lessons a week instead of one.
3: (laughs) Two? I'm going to use my first baseman's
2: mix. There'll be plenty of time for that, my boy. You'll have two lessons a week, and I think it'll work out much better if I try to be here while you have them. (laughs) Take more of an interest in your music.
4: Oh, for corn's sake.
2: (laughs) Now, now, Miss Piper says you're a wonderful pupil, my boy. At least she has great hopes for you. At least she has hopes. (laughs) Suppose you play that piece for me, huh? Once. The one we were having the trouble with last night, huh? Heck. Come, Leroy, just play it once and you can go outdoors and we'll supper.
1: Gosh.
2: Catch your mask, Leroy. Come now, play it nicely. <laughs> Bravo, Leroy. Beautiful. Yes, sir, she's a real teacher.
0: You homemakers with all your problems know how good it is to have a little help in the kitchen. Well, here's a big help for you when it comes to meal planning. Velveeta, this smooth-melting cheese food, answers your problem in preparing those Lenten main dishes. It's so good for cheese sauce and baked dishes, combined with macaroni, seafood, or half a dozen other foods. Another big help is Kraft American the real Kraft pasteurized processed cheese that always melts and toasts to perfection. This old favorite is back on the market now. In fact, we're making more Kraft American and Velveeta than ever before. However, so many cheese lovers have had such a hankering for Kraft American that we're having a hard time trying to keep food stores supplied. So when you shop for Kraft American, if your dealer happens to be sold out, try again in a day or two. He'll have more soon. Just remember that when you buy genuine Velveeta and genuine Kraft American, you're getting dependable quality every time. Dear
2: Miss Piper. Maybe I should say my dear Miss Piper. No, she might think that I... Dear Miss Piper. Enclosed fine check in the sum of $16 in payment for uh, Leroy's lessons for the month of April. Yours truly, Throckman. Now, yours sincerely? Sincerely yours. Faithfully yours. (laughs) Not bad. Always yours. Yours always. Yeah, maybe that's going too far. Your friend. No harm in that. Your friend. (laughs) No, I better play it safe. (laughs) Yours truly, Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve.
0: Good night, folks. The Great Gildersleeve is played by Harold Perry. It is written by John Whedon and Sam Moore. The music is by Jack Meekin. Included in the cast are Walter Tetley, Louise Erickson, Lillian Randolph, Earl Ross, and Dick LeGrand. Stay tuned in now for Duffy's Tavern, which follows over most of these stations. This is John Lang saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company and inviting you to listen in again next Wednesday for the further adventures of the Great Gildersleeve. When you're out shopping for a ham for your Easter dinner, also be sure to pick up a jar of Kraft Salad Mustard. This tangy, golden craft mustard adds wonderful flavor to baked ham. You simply combine the craft salad mustard with brown sugar and rub this appetizing mixture over your ham before baking. Try it. You'll be delighted. And by the way, for guests who prefer a mustard that's just a bit sharper, there's a craft mustard with snappy horseradish added. Buy both kinds when you shop tomorrow.